Hi everyone, this is Tom from SeedCamp. Um, I'm delighted to be joined today by uh, Josephine Goob from D uh, Director of Partnerships at Migrate, um, which is the web app to kind of help figure out visa options. Um, we're going to talk today about the entrepreneur visa in, in particular and kind of like issues which some founders have with coming to the UK from non-EU countries. Uh, hopefully we'll help answer some of the questions that founders have in this area. You know, I know from experience and working with a number of seed camp companies that sometimes it's a bit of a struggle to get to grips with um, some of the, uh, the visa routes and the process involved. So it's great to have Josephine here to, you know, help um, and to pass on some of her knowledge in this area. So um, I guess to kind of like kick off, it would be great just to get a bit of kind of background, um, Josephine, on, you know, how you, I know you're really passionate about this area and how you came to kind of like work, work on visas and immigration in particular. Okay. Um, yeah. Cool. Um, so, as you said, I'm director of partnerships in at Migrate, and and um, I ended up working at Migrate uh, because I was working with Springboard and helping a lot of entrepreneurs uh, apply to the program, and Springboard, which is now TechStars London, I guess. Um, and I was seeing a real issue with. Uh, entrepreneurs, foreign entrepreneurs that were trying to stay here and start a company. The, the immigration was complicated. Um, but I didn't got the idea of creating an app for that. Uh, I just met the guy who had the idea. Um, and and this is where it started. I, I was just like passionate about social issues um, and helping a real societal issue with an app, with technology. Mm. I think... Um, I'll keep it really short, but I think technology has this power to streamline processes. And I don't understand how today immigration, uh, the way it's done in most countries, is very bureaucratic. And I think there's going to be a heavy change in the next decade thanks to technology. So I think I wanted to be in that space first. Um, I wanted to be in that space um, before due to disrupt it, to disrupt immigration and how it's bureaucratically done. Um, it needs to be streamlined. I mean, if you have heard the news uh, a week ago, the US Department computer that processes visa application has crashed. So that means that for two weeks now, um, people are all around the world waiting for their visa application or maybe their passport back. Um, I, it's not possible it happens this way today. So yeah, I just wanted to make immigration easier for our company. Cool. Um, so, and I guess the kind of like the, a lot of people who are probably listening as well, one of the main routes which is available to kind of entrepreneurs who want to come to the UK from outside, so from non-EU countries, um, and you know, it's, you probably read a lot about in the press, is the entrepreneur visa. So we wanted to really kind of like dive in on the entrepreneur visa um, during this podcast and, you know, like talk through a bit about how that works and some of the requirements. So, I'll, I mean, for um, Josephine, so what are the kind of, I guess, main things which every founder needs to know when thinking about entrepreneur visa? Um. So that's a really good question. So at Migrate, we're really, really uh, keen on helping entrepreneurs because they are the migrants that are kind of the most valuable to a, a country and it, they're the least controversial. People want them. <laughs> so it's about getting them in. And there's uh, uh, there are a lot of issues or sort of like hurdles. 
Um, so I'll just go through, I think, what's important for a foreign entrepreneur, a non-EU entrepreneur coming to the UK. Um, there are two things that we always say at Migrate and from our experience with founders is one thing is you have to realize that you have more options than you believe. You need to explore all of them. People have heard about the UK entrepreneur visa and they think that there's only one visa. Well, actually, that's not true. Um, there are more than one visa for you as an entrepreneur and it really depends on many more things. The second thing, and I'll talk about it after, the second thing is immigration is a one-off topic you're faced with when you want to start a company here. Uh, you might be on a student visa, you might be on a visitor visa, and you think that once you have your entrepreneur visa sorted, it's okay. Well, no, I'd say uh, immigration is a long-term, uh, it's, it's a recurring topic for you as a non-EU. Um, immigration has been toughened in all Europe, and it's not looking like it's going to get easier. So I would say that when you need to consider immigration and your visa situation, you need to think strategically and long-term. Uh, and so we always advise at Migrate to get um, expert advice on immigration, if your case is straightforward, no. But I would say if it's not about your situation as a, an entrepreneur, then it's going to be about your employees. If you have non-EU employees, you're going to have to have the sponsorship, so you're going to have to get visas for them, and you're going to have to renew your entrepreneur visa, and, and so forth. So two things, really, and I'll deal in more... If you're an entrepreneur, you have more than a, um, one option. There are actually three entrepreneur visa as such. There is a prospective entrepreneur visa, there is a graduate entrepreneur visa, and there is an entrepreneur visa, the one that everybody knows. The difference with all these visas is the sort of situation you're in with your business, with your immigration to the UK, and in regard to how long uh, you want to stay in the UK and how much money you've raised. So if you are the prospective entrepreneur visa, if you are wanting to explore your options and navigate um, the UK entrepreneurial ecosystem, the prospective entrepreneur visa might be interesting because it doesn't ask you money. It asks you as an entrepreneur to come in here and meet VCs for six months. It will allow you to stay here for six months. won't allow you to work but will allow you to just enjoy six months in the UK as an entrepreneur trying to raise funds. If you are a graduate here and you want to stay and start a company after graduation, then there's the Graduate Entrepreneur Visa. Gives you one to two years renewable, and you will not need funds um, available then, but you will need later on when you want to move on to the Entrepreneur Visa for real. And the Entrepreneur Visa, which needs 50 or 200k, and I know that SITCAMP is a partner of the government yeah. in some ways. <laughs> so if you're part of SITCAMP, um, you are going to not have to show 200k pounds, but you're going to have 50k pounds, right? Yeah, I think there is, yeah, I know we are kind of an endorsed program from UKTI, which is great. And um, so, you know, we can work with the teams who we invest in at Seedcamp um, to help them kind of like navigate through the process. Um, so I think that's, you know, that's a really great overview of kind of what the, um, some of the requirements are and some of the specific things around the entrepreneur visa. Um, I guess to try and kind of preempt maybe some of the issues which um, I know founders and entrepreneurs face, it would be great to maybe run through from your experience, Josephine, some of the, you know, 
most common mistakes or maybe the most common mistake which people make or some of the things which people come out with? Cool. Um, so at Migrate, we always advise to have a sort of like three... We, we advise three questions to ask the person before deciding which visa will, they will need and then see the challenges. So um, there's one aspect which is for how long do you want to come to the UK? And it will decide a lot about which visa you will go for. Uh, for what purpose? Are you wanting to explore and start a business or are you wanting to go get um, buy a business and stay for a long term? Are you trying, just trying to build a business and sell it fast? And this will impact the purpose. And third, um, it's where you're from. So your nationality will really, really have a, an incidence. And your situation, if you are here on the Tier 4 student visa, it will have an incidence on what kind of visa and the sort of like money you'll have to show. So three things, really. Um, why are you coming here? What are, what are your plans for how long you want to stay? And then what's your current situation? If you're here for a long time, there are actually two, two options for you to consider is the entrepreneur visa or investor visa. Why? Because those visas will give you three months, uh, three years and four months if you're applying from outside, three years if you're applying from inside the UK. And it will be, um, a, you will be able to apply for ILR after. So that means that you can stay after when you renew your visa and you can ask citizenship so it's really if you are looking to really move to the UK I would consider those two options if you're looking to stay for a short time then the prospective entrepreneur visa might be interesting the graduate entrepreneur visa might also be interesting because they don't you don't need the money you don't need the money yet um, the purpose if you are trying to explore your options in the UK then again graduate entrepreneur visa or the prospective entrepreneur visa are interesting. They are short term, they have less restriction and less requirements or less difficult to get to um, be able to, to, to meet. But um, if you're looking to really invest, start a company, build it, then you want to consider the entrepreneur visa, the investor visa, which are constraining because you will need to prove money, 50 or 200k, for the investor visa is 2 million. Um, the entrepreneur visa will ask you to prove that you're creating two jobs. The investor visa will just ask you to have the money solidly in UK bonds. So it's about like, do you have enough money? And um, there's less sort of um, constraint by the investor visa, but at the same time, you're asked two million, which is not what most people have um, in their bank account. Um, this is, I think, I'm trying to give like a broad understanding of these. I, I want to repeat, most people think that there's an entrepreneur visa only. There are options. There are options actually outside of those visas that are made for entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. uh, and this is in the case that um, you are not sure about starting a company or you want to start a company, but you really want to explore and your situation is... Is, is a bit different. So there are the, there's the exceptional um, talent visa, which you could apply to if you're an entrepreneur. It's not made for an entrepreneur. It's made for an exceptional talent. But this visa will enable you to come here and be more free um, to start a company, and you will not have to prove 200K. You will not have to create two jobs. But you'll be able to start mm -hmm. a company.
But maybe you can. Exp I know that SIPCAMP has been like dealing with some of the people that yeah, are I exceptional think, I talent. Think it's, it's, uh, um, I think, as as you say, you know, there's there's some there's there's lots of options out there, um, and I think it, it's clear that you know, as you know, London's emerging as this fantastic tech hub, and that's only you know going to be able to stay at that level if we are able to attract you know the best international talent. So I think there's definitely a um, you know, a move for from the, the government are very, very keen to ensure that there's lots of routes and lots of things which are available, which I think is fantastic. Um, I guess taking a step back, um, and I know, again, having, you know, worked with a lot of entrepreneurs who are going through these kind of um, visa uh, processes, the process itself and the paperwork, I know, is a bit, can be a bit of a nightmare. So, I mean, wh what do you think about kind of how much of that, you know, the entrepreneur can tackle and, and do themselves? Or is that something where, you know, you, you look to get specialist advice on board straight away, you know, lawyers involved? Um, I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe talk a, bit, a little bit about the kind of tips around the process and stuff. Yeah, so, so I said how you can be eligible or sort of like what are the requirements. That's theory. Then there's a second part of the whole thing, as you mentioned, is the process. Yeah. The process looks really different from... The, you might be eligible or you might, we say eligible, you won't know until you have the papers ready. So basically, there's a whole aspect that entrepreneurs don't look at is um, paperwork. Most people refuse the entrepreneur visa that are genuine <laughs> and are refused on papers. And this is because of uh, boy school error. Yeah. This is just uh, not taking the right box and uh, not having the right letter from the VC. So, for example, there was a lot of issue last year that we reported in a report of uh, investors saying that they had invested the money in the company, but not with the name of the entrepreneur. Yeah. You have to understand that the UKVI that processes your application will never meet you. Yeah. And so what they look when they process your application is the paperwork, and they don't see your name on the letter of the VC. So for them, the money is not available to you. It's available to the company. For you, it doesn't make any sense. You're an entrepreneur. You know that the, you're a director of that company, so the money is available to you. But for a caseworker at the immigration office, it is not straightforward. So you have to make sure that you get the paperwork exactly the way they want it and not the way it makes sense to you. And that's what I think why most people go for a lawyer because, or we call it solicitor here in the UK, solicitors uh, know how the UKVI wants the paperwork to be and how they understand it. Um, so I know for some cases that the money had to be turned around into another fund so it could be available for the entrepreneur so that it could create the right paperwork. And that's, that enabled the company to start in two weeks instead of going for the application being refused and maybe having to wait for three months. So on paperwork, really, really, really read the guidelines. Uh, make sure that you tick the box on every paper, especially on the paper of where is the um, money, how much is available, is it in pounds, and then making sure that you have the 200k that it has not been invested, uh, or that not, not that it has not been invested, but it has not been spent, because if it has been spent, then you don't have 
the 200k when you apply and then there is a time limit so if if the money has not been available for the last 12 months then it's not like if the money has been invested more than a year ago it doesn't qualify so really really carefully read what are the guidelines um this means knowing how to read legal jargon uh, and this means that spending a lot of time uh, knowing by heart the rules. This is why a lawyer is often, often uh, the best solution for you. Um, know that uh, most entrepreneurs we know have gone for a lawyer because they could get their visa uh, processed faster. Uh, for the simple reason that um, the, the solicitor will know how to process your application in a day. They know the rules. They will avoid the boys' school error so that you have a lower risk to be rejected on papers. Uh, thirdly, um, the solicitor know how to speed the application process and communicate to UKVI that you actually need your passport back because you need to go to a conference for sit camp in Spain. Mm -hmm. So um, I would really, I would really consider uh, the option of an expert on your case. And I think what's, uh, I guess, most entrepreneurs want to know which lawyer to go to and what's the price of a lawyer. Um, and I should stop using the lawyer word because it's just American. But a solicitor in the UK will cost at least £1,500. Um, and the differences in prices will tell you how far the lawyer can go for you. So if you go below 1,500, most likely you're going to have to find all the paperwork uh, yourself and the lawyer is going to just mostly check the paperwork is rightly done, but they will let you do the paper, sort of do the paperwork and double check and ask you a few questions and make sure that it's sent on time. But they won't go a step further. If you go more than 1,500 pounds, then you can be sure that the standards are going to be high, that the law firm is going to be on your side and proactively looking for papers, certifying them, mm. um, and not no extra cost will be included. Um, yeah, I yeah, think. No, and I think um, that's really great advice. Um, and I know it's it's kind of very similar to a lot of the advice the advice which we give kind of CCAM companies across. Um, everything to do with uh, legal services and, and instructing lawyers. Um, one of the key things, you know, being don't instruct your friend as your lawyer, um, unless they, in this instance, happen to be a fantastic immigration lawyer, because uh, that's something which I think I you know I've come across before, um, and I think you know the importance of a good lawyer. I know there's 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 lots of resources out there. I think there's some things on the Seacamp blog about this, um, and I think it, it you know it really it pays. To instruct a, you know a, a good lawyer who can really who has the experience and can ensure that that whole process even if it's just a tick box exercise is done in the best possible way but more importantly um there are changes two times a year right and right. there are important changes that are going to come i think in the entrepreneur visa in the next uh, October change, or um, there's a revision of rule at the moment. There's the you, government is looking at the entrepreneur route and yeah. what can be changed. So, um, what a lawyer will do if you have a good lawyer, and because a good lawyer can be worth his um, his weight in the gold, and the poor lawyer um, will 
add to your problems, really, um, is this person will send you an email about the changes and how it affects you on the long term. You know also that as an entrepreneur, you'll have to renew your visa. You'll have to create two jobs and you'll have to show that you've spent the money the right way and the way they want it. So a lawyer on your side is 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 is, is a guarantee, an investment in the future if you really consider the UK. And every case is different, not because you have the sort of same payment company and have the same uh, VCs that your case is the same. Don't go on forums. They are full of people that know little, but knowing little is worse than not knowing anything. Um, and um, we've created our app just to be where people can help, can navigate the system, can understand what are their best options and also the to-do list of documents they will have to provide. Because we understood that it's not about telling people if they're eligible or not. It's about providing them with a list of documents they will have to provide. And then they can judge, yeah. am I able to produce the documents? Um, we also do not provide legal advice on our platform because we know that we have to redirect people to expert advice. So all our entrepreneurs that have come through our website have asked a few questions and then we redirected them to the person that they could most trust in their language, understanding where they're coming from, understanding their specific case and being expert on that industry for that entrepreneur. Yeah. No, I think exactly. I think that's, I think it's, I guess for the entrepreneurs to, to own that process, to understand exactly what's required of them, um, to, you know, to have that kind of checklist of documents, but then at the kind of main inflection points or the, the bits where the specialist advice is needed to seek that advice um, to help guide through the process in the most smooth possible manner. I think that, you know, kind of, I guess, wraps up exactly what, what, you, what, what we're looking for and what um, I think founders should be thinking about when, when applying for visas because it's, you know, otherwise it can be an incredibly stressful process. Um, so I think that's, that's um, some fantastic advice. Um, so for people who are looking for, you know, maybe any other resources online or is there anything anything which they can look at or kind of like go to which you can recommend? Yeah, sure, sure. And don't get me wrong, I just want to add something is if your case is straightforward, I wouldn't stress upon getting a lawyer on board. Yeah. Um, but you'll never know. So it's always good to check and, yeah. and all that. Um, resources. So I guess I'll talk about what we do at Migrate is we created a free online platform and we are the only one platform online that is free, providing um, practical uh, information on the process to get the entrepreneur visa. So I would suggest to anyone considering the UK and trying to figure out is play with our app online at migrate.com, play with it um, and try to figure out what kind of visa you're eligible to. It's a sort of sky scanner for you to find like the cheapest, also the most, um, the most interesting visa for you on the long term or short term. I, we've have also a lot of paralegals available in 10 languages you can read. More, most importantly, um, from my experience, is we've had people go through the wizard and understand their options, and then once they had decided on, like, this is the visa that I need because I can produce the documents, they would advise us to get a lawyer or an ex expert solicitor. So at this point, we can do that. We're sort of, like, matching where you're coming from, your nationality, your situation, yeah. your needs 
with the right lawyer in the UK or in the country of origin. Um, so I would say go on our website, check it out, check your options, and we can put you in touch with the right lawyer, the one you can trust, and that will stay with you. And we have two other things is if you are considering the UK, but modernly you'd be also interested by Europe, we've just uh, put out a report comparing all the entrepreneur visa options in the world. Uh, we had many cases of entrepreneurs saying, well, I don't need the 200K and it would be great for me to start in the UK, but 200K is going to just be a burden and a loan on my company mm. and... I'd prefer some country that will allow me to explore the European market without asking me to show 200k to be an entrepreneur. We have helped them, so Spain is interesting in that case because in 30 days you'll be processed your visa and they don't have a money threshold. And it's quite, it's quite a nice place to start a company with what's happening in Barcelona, especially in Madrid. Um, and I know Sidcamp is there too. Well, we we kind of like I mean not not so much on the ground, but you know we we go to Barcelona. We do kind of mini events there. I was there a few weeks ago. Yeah. I love the city; it's a fantastic place. Um, so it seems like there's a, you know there's a wealth of kind of um, resources online. So I definitely recommend everyone to check that out and to um, to kind of like be on top of all of that and you know read up as much as possible. Um, and hopefully as well, you've you know all found this podcast very very um, useful for helping to kind of like navigate through the process of, of entrepreneur visas in particular. Um, I guess how we always finish the podcast is we'll say, you know, whether you have anything that you kind of want to shamelessly plug um, or maybe talk about outside of maybe your kind of like direct day job or it's anything you want to want to plug. What do people say usually? I mean, any, anything to do with like a charity or something you're involved with maybe or, or anything, okay. anything, anything in particular. Anything, anything in particular? Um, well, um, I'm involved at the moment uh, with Girls in Tech yeah, on um, creating a mentor mentor scheme for girls in London. And quite to join again, the topic of the day is uh, what I've had as application to be mentored. Um, is It's incredible. London is such a unique place for that. I got, I would say, 30% application from British people, from British ladies, and then the rest is from a variety of places around the world, uh, which means that, you know, London is a place where people feel they can start a company or they can just have a career and, and explore. I mean, what I, what I found fascinating is you'd go to France and you'd have 90% application from French people and uh, all the rest would not feel French. And it feels like when people come to London and live in London, they feel like Londoners. Um, and they apply to programs even though even though they might not stay here for long so I found this fascinating anyway so, yeah so Girls in Tech where, where can people find out about that Is it Girls in Tech Online so it's Girls in Tech London we yeah. are a local chapter of Girls in Tech Brilliant. and we do monthly events it's not just for girls it's for men and women we have no discrimination about this the only thing is we're trying to raise visibility of women in entrepreneurship innovation and tech yeah. how we do this is our panels are majority a woman panel we might have a man or two but the majority is going to be women because we never see them and we never see them talking um, and this is how we want to fight the impression that there's a minority of women in the industry where I think it's not it's just a matter of visibility. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Great. Good stuff. 
Okay, so that's um, that's all for now. Um, thanks very much for listening, and until next time.